Hey guys, welcome to Something Like Therapy. So for today, we have a super fun subject, weight loss. So if you are up to go on a ride with us in our up and down yo-yo weight loss journey, then please join us. Grab a healthy snack and hope you enjoy. Welcome back, guys. I hope that you guys are having a great day. We are uh, a little under the weather here. Well, my hubby is, so excuse him if he sounds a little little rough. <laughs> yeah, today's definitely going to be more of a, a Jessica day. I will be here to <laughs> give my two cents and comment on things, but... We're going to let her kind of uh, host today's show and, and take the reins a little bit here. Uh, you don't got to ask me twice. You know, I love to talk. Um, but um, we thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining us today and coming back. I know we've had um, some long ones these last two uh, these last two episodes. So today we're going to try to be more mindful of our time. But uh, there's no promises because this is another topic we're pretty passionate about. Um, well, I think all our topics, that, <laughs> that's why we're talking about them because <laughs> they actually mean something to us. But uh, yeah, well, like Jess said, we don't we don't want to make everyone an, uh, an hour banger. So yeah. try to get you in and out and, and get you some useful uh, <laughs> info. Um, well, the reason I say that we're passionate about it because I think it's uh, it's it's something that we've since we've met, I think we've kind of taken on this, you know, challenge or, um, I don't know, this journey of health and weight loss. Like we've taken it pretty seriously, even though we've kind of gone through the whole, you know, the roller coaster of health and, and wellness and whatnot. Um, but I, that's why I say I, this is also close to our heart because, this is something that's been pretty consistent and constant in our whole relationship that we've, you know, we've tried to, um, you know, challenge ourselves to live a healthier and better life as much as we can. You know, we obviously haven't always been as successful as we wish we would be. Um, but I, you know, one thing I think we're learning is that this is a, um, a forever journey you know until we are no longer breathing it's something that we're we will always be working on so um that's why i say i think it's something that we're passionate about um and it's yeah i mean and for us for both of us because we were just talking about that right now like it's been something that's been kind of present in our whole life like mm -hmm. i've been you know considered overweight since i was a kid you know i've always been chubby so um, having weight and, uh, you know, being overweight and stuff has been on my mind, like I said, since, since I was young and you've shared stories with me feeling the same way. So I think, um, you know, the whole, like you said, roller coaster and up and down with, uh, dieting and working out and then falling off and going back on, that's kind of been, you know, in the background of our lives, uh, our, our whole lives. So, I mean, we have some friends that you know and their story isn't any different like it's not like you know because like i said i have some friends that are like you know have always been thin and maybe they've gained some weight as they've gotten older and they're like oh i gotta get back on it like i feel like that's a different you know it's a different thing because you've kind of always been thin and then you've gained weight where i kind of feel like i've always been big 
But like I said, everyone's story may be different, but it's, you know, whatever they're going through, whatever their reasons for wanting to get healthier, to lose weight or, you know, to get more fit is whatever it is. So we just wanted to take this episode to kind of share kind of our story, what we've gone through, what's worked, what hasn't, and kind of just where it's left us, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally too, the ups and downs with everything. So so if we haven't guessed, we are talking about weight loss today. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, it's kind of funny because the more and more that we... The more that the deeper that we go into this journey and this road of weight loss and health and all that, um, the more that we see that weight loss isn't necessary, necessarily a sign of like health. You know, it's not necessarily, um, you know, you could be a certain weight and you could lose a certain amount of weight and, you know, be considered healthy. I, I, the more I see it now, the more that I realize, like, hmm, it's not always like that, you yeah. know, because we've gotten to a, a pretty good low weight. Um, I'm not ashamed. I'll, I'll, I'll say my weight. I really don't care. But um, I got down to uh, almost about 130 pounds when we were really active and we... Um, we're doing keto. We did all the diets that you can think of, but we got at a very good weight. Um, but I knew that my mental health, my even just my physical health, wasn't where I wanted it to be. And and I knew that you know, okay, it's something something's not quite right here. So the more that we go through this journey, and you know, the ups and downs and the roller coaster of it, the twists and turns, I see that. The number isn't necessarily what defines my health, right? Or, or my state of health. Yeah, like, and I think, honestly, what we're always striving for is that feeling because there's this, like, there's that feeling of just feeling good um, mm-hmm. because there's been times where I think it's for both of us where we've been, you know, really on the lower side of our weight and we feel great. But there's also been, at least for me, there's been times where I wasn't like as low as I was, but then I just still felt strong. I still felt like my lungs were healthy. I still just felt good. Clothes kind of fit like good, you know, which is, you know, I'll go into later detail, just the, the whole clothes situation, which <laughs> that that has a big impact on how I feel or how I think I look. But um, yeah, there's been times where you know, the weight fluctuates, but I still have a sense of just feeling overall good or overall healthy, which, you know, and I know it's probably not the first time you've heard it, like, you know, where they say, like, don't let the scale hold you prisoner. Don't let it define you because it really is true. Like sometimes you can feel, you know, on the weight, the scale may say something a little bit heavier than you want, but you still feel good. And then sometimes you can like, oh man, I've lost this much weight and I'm at, uh, at this weight, but then you still just don't feel good. Like, I think overall, I mean, it's it's everything. It's like mm-hmm. your physical, your mental, your emotional, like all of it has to be good. Um, and, you know, I like Jess said, like with her weight fluctuation, I've been as big as, you know, 260 pounds <laughs> and I've been as small as 170 pounds. Like, and this is like as an adult when, you know, going through working out and stuff. So, yeah, that's almost like a hundred pound differential there in like of the, the shapes that I've been. And remember, I'm only I'm a short guy. I'm only five, six. So it's a it's a big thing. But um, yeah, like like I said, 
there's been different times and different weights where I have felt different, but a lot of it also depends on like the diet we had, what's going on around us in our lives, all, all those other factors that really make you feel good. So, yeah. So I want to start with, um, I have a lot to say of what you just said, but I want to start with, uh, with some stats, uh, in regards to dieting and this whole diet culture and in regards to how other people are also affected by, you know, going on a diet or, you know, all of a sudden starting a new uh, diet fab and whatnot. So let me give you some stats. After one year, 35% of people regain at least five pounds. 59% maintain their weight. Only 6% continue to lose weight. Maintaining weight loss for two, consecutive, for two consecutive years decreases weight gain odds by 50%. People with no medical event triggered weight loss regain weight 50% more than those with a medical event. So, all right, this whole, we literally, I mean, we've probably kind of experienced a lot of these because normally every time we've like taken a challenge um you know whether it's like keto uh we went vegan we've done low carb uh we've done um you know calorie count and now our newfound favorite macro which honestly i think it's the best way to go uh i know it's very demanding but i think it's just the best way to get everything that you need um but anyways I realized that um, as we've gone through this journey, and, and I'll, I'll say it again, like we've gone through like the, you know, the, the diets, we've gone through the yo-yo, yo-yo effects of like going up and down. And um, I see that the biggest hit that I've taken from all this has been the mental health. Like <laughs> I've seen my mental health be affected through through this whole thing and through this whole entire process more than anything, more than my physical health. Um, and what I've learned that so many people, the reason they fail is because they fail to tackle the mental part first. Mm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to really like jump forward, but we just uh, did a challenge, well, a program, because Andy Frisella doesn't yeah, like do to call, call it a challenge. challenge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which I, I, I can see why, uh, but we we just recently finished uh, 75 hard. And the one thing that we, the one mistake that we made with that was that we tried to approach it with the weight loss approach. Like we're gonna use this as another tool to lose weight. And this is why these stats exist it's because when you start something in regards to your health you your immediate your your goal or you know your your the thing that's keeping you motivated to you know pursue this this challenge or whatnot or program is the weight loss like that's always been our thing okay how much can we lose and you know because we started with keto um we got super just quick results and very drastic results right Right. i think within like the first maybe month i lost almost 20 pounds yeah for sure yeah so 
we got addicted to that. We got addicted to the results and to, um, which is not a bad thing, you know, but sometimes I don't think you realize that it's not, it's not realistic. It's not something that you can sustain or you can maintain, um, because it becomes very demanding and it becomes just, you're pretty much just, you know, your, your, your body's starving for carbs and, and, and whatnot. So, um, anyways, I'm going on a rant here, but what I've realized is that when we started 75 hard, we made a huge mistake of having it all focus on the weight loss. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's absolutely true. And even knowing that going in, cause I, I'm pretty sure we listened to like, we listened to Andy Frisella's podcast and then just different, um, like blogs and, and people's Instagram and stuff that have either are doing the 75 program or have done it. And, you know, they stress, they stress it so much where like, this isn't, this isn't a weight loss program. It, it, it's not a weight loss program. This is a mental toughness program. This is to reset your mind so that you can become more mentally tough so that you can see things through so that you can be more committed, more dedicated to yourself, to your life, to progress the weight loss and, and, you know, muscle gro- uh, growth and all of that. Um, that's just kind of like a, um, like a not, side effect. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna call it consequence. It's not consequence, just a result or like a, yeah. Yeah, a side result of it. Um, but that's, it's not even just with 75. I think that's with any, anything really, because our, well, one, I think obvious, the obvious reason why people focus on the weight loss, or even if it's not the weight loss, let's say you're focusing on the, the muscle gain, you're trying to build muscle for those that are like really, really thin and they want to build muscle. Um, you know, you focus on that because it's what you can see with your eyes. It's the easiest thing that you can see when you look in the mirror or when you get on the scale. That's something that you can gauge. You can journal. You can write down like, boom, this is this is my progress. It's a lot harder to show and, and you know, sh- see how much you're progressing with like mental or like are you emotionally stronger? Are you more confident in yourself? Like that's that stuff's kind of harder to gauge. So I think that's why everyone kind of falls into that looking at how many pounds have you lost. And being and honestly, like if someone tells you like, oh I've been on this, you know, I've been dieting or I've been working out, usually what's the first question you'll ask them? Well how much weight have you lost? How much weight have you mm-hmm. lost? Because it's just what it is. And like especially with our society of like you know, body and like, what do you look like? And, and, uh, the, the beautiful people in the world, like everyone focuses on that. So, but, um, you know, like what Jess was kind of was saying is that the 75 and with any program, when you're, when you're trying to get healthier, it's more about just the overall feeling that you're feel about yourself, uh, you know, how your body feels all of that rather than, you know, your weight and stuff. So, yeah. And I don't know why, like, we're just so addicted to numbers. Like we are so addicted to like as a, as a collective, like we're addicted to numbers and we want to see numbers, whether we want to see them go up or we want to see them go down. Like we just, we, you know, we gauge our, our success or our, even our worth, like by these numbers, you know, and, more and more i'm just like it, it it really doesn't mean it even even with like bmi you know one of our trainers um she's a freaking beast i mean she's she's strong and she's fit and she's healthy like she's she's so athletic and she was telling me she's like yeah my bmi is still high she's like but it does it just because it goes off my weight but really she's just all muscle you know mm-hmm. and 
and I'm realizing, you know, whatever, I don't know, it's like this, this, this standard that people have created and, and society has created where you have to be a certain number, you have to be a certain size, you know. And you have to look like, you know, you have to look like yeah. the people on, and even, like, even with that 75 hard um, Instagram account, like, and I'm not knocking them for it, but like they'll show the people like this is the before picture and this is the after. And you usually see someone that like now has abs or, you know, they just really thinned out. Um, and they have to show that because how are you going to show like this is the before of someone's mental toughness. And then this is 75 days after completing it. Look at their mental toughness. It would just be the same face. You can't see right. mental toughness. Now, what you would probably get if you could speak to each of those individuals that completed it or if you just didn't look at you know, gym trainers, like, um, profiles and stuff, and you are actually were able to talk to them, you would be able to identify like that those people went from probably being like more of a lazier person or more like didn't really follow a schedule to being more productive because, and I, I remember this from one of our, our first trainer that we ever have shout out to him. Cause he knows who we are, who he is, <laughs> but he always said like, when you're working out, and when you're dieting and when like you're you're really committed to like eating healthier, working out, you know, uh, five times a week or whatever, whatever it is, like your overall life is just more like productive. Like mm -hmm. you're waking up better. You're getting better sleep. Uh, sex is better. Like all of it. You just feel like a better person. And it really is true because when you when you have commitment to that, to follow like a regimen uh, when it comes to eating and working out and just being healthy your life just feels better. At least, you know, from what he said, and it was true because I, I did. Like when we were always in, in the middle of like a workout regimen or, or something, it always just felt more like I had more control of my life. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, with the whole having more control over your life, the thing is that now you realize that there's, because there's a lot of out, outside things that you can't control you know like we yeah. can't control the weather obviously we've had the worst shitty weather <laughs> i mean this whole freaking week has been a damn roller coaster last and, couple of months <sighs> yeah anyways um we can't control you know what other people do you you can control i don't know you know the things that are happening around the world like or even in your community you can't control that what you can control is what you do what you consume what you allow to take what you allow yourself to take in, not just physically, but all, you know, emotionally and whatever it is that you are affected by, that's what you are in control. As far as like, you know, you, whatever it is that you're allowing yourself to take in. Um, and that's something that I don't think we really, I don't think we take it seriously where you have control of how early you wake up. You have control of what you're going to consume for that day, what you're going to eat. Um, you have control whether you are going to be active or not, you know, even if the weather is crappy or whatnot. You have control of that. And that is, that is, uh, that's the power that you have, you know, that you carry. And if we don't take advantage of that, if we don't use that to our advantage, if we don't use that to better ourselves, then it's almost like we, we just have control of nothing and everything else just kind of starts to crumble, you know? So of course, if you take control of your health and your physical health and your mental health, 
then everything else is going to be affected. So yeah, most definitely that's, you know, that's exactly what he, you know, what he told us, what he taught us. And it's kind of sucks because it's like, once you have knowledge of that, you literally have no excuse. Like you have no excuse to not do better. You have no excuse to not choose better. And, you know, life happens. There's things that happen. And, but one thing that we learned with 75 Heart is that when you have structure, when you have, um, which I want to say that I don't, there's certain things that I think if you don't do it correctly or the way the program is designed, it could, it could develop and build some pretty bad habits. Mm. Um, and I think that's what we experienced when we, when we finished 75 hard, um, we kind of developed some dysfunctional kind of ways of thinking because we wanted to still maintain the two workouts a day. Uh, but physically we really couldn't do it. You know, it's like you're dead tired after that. So anyways, um, well, I think what, what that's supposed to do, I mean, like, you know, and again, if, if you listen to any blog or, you know, had the Andy Fisella podcast where he describes what his program is, he has a book out, which we both read. Um, it really is like, a, it, it pretty much throws you into like this kind of shock treatment where, yes, it's 75 days and it's long, but it's like, it's 75 days. Like when you're doing yeah. it, 75 days is like, dude, that's 75 days. Oh my God, that's the longest thing. But compare 75 days to your life. Like, it's nothing. It's just, it's it's nothing. But it's sort of like how we look at now, like, the keto diet where I've, I've said, like, I think I'm just going to do keto for, like, two weeks as, like, a catalyst. Just let me just jumpstart this and then I'll kind of, you know, go into because, like, when I'm just been on a binge and just doing really bad, I need to kind of, like, clean out. Or even if it's not keto, like, some people may just, like, I'm going to go on a fast or I'm going to do, like, a juice fast just to kind of clean my body out and then start like a normal, you know, balanced diet. I think that's kind of what 75 is for people who are just not even just like overweight, but they're just in a in a rut, in a bad place. They're just consumed by either work or they're consumed by social media or watching too much Netflix or just like they're just not they're not on any schedule. They kind of just don't have purpose. We talk about that a lot. When you don't have purpose in life and you wake up and you're just like I don't know what I'm doing today. Let's just see. Or I'm just going to go to work and then come home. Like, that's it. You you don't have any drive. You don't have any, like, in mm-hmm. goal. Um, but I think that's what 75 Heart is. And that's why it's, like, two workouts a day and follow a diet and drink, you know, a gallon of water and all this stuff. Because it's, like, it's made to be hard. And, the, like, they always say, like, it's better to – well, not better because we tried and it didn't work. But it's, like, if you're going to do it, like, don't, like, well, I'm going to wait till the weather gets better because it's, like, no – you, you know, it's, it's even like uh, David Goggins says, like, you have to have the mentality where, like, damn, it's cold outside. Like, you know what? I wish it was fucking colder so I can go out there. Or, like, <laughs> it's, like, hot outside. Like, I wish I was on a volcano right now. Then I'll do my run. Like, you you want to have that, that tough mentality to, like, do it. So I think that's kind of why that 75 hard is so hard. And because you're not supposed to continue it after. You're not supposed to, for the rest of your life, do two workouts a day and all this stuff. Like, no, you're supposed to learn from it so then you could create your own workout regimen, which kind of like, you know, doesn't get too soft, but like you can fit in more realistically yeah. to your day. So Yeah. And um, like kind of like I was saying before I went on this, you know, little rant with that. Uh, once you have the knowledge, once once you have awareness of what you're supposed to do and what you should be doing, you really you kind of run out of excuses. Yeah. And now it just comes to a choice. You know, I either choose to do the right thing today to, you know, do the things that I know I'm going to feel better if I do them, even though they suck, even though they freaking hurt, you know. 
but I'm going to choose to do that. Um, or you choose to just completely ignore everything you've learned, everything that you've experienced. And then you just fall into this, you know, little by little fall into this hole and then you got to dig yourself back up, you know? And so we've experienced a lot of those. We've experienced a lot of those. Um, I remember when we were training for, for competition, we, you know, we did strongman competition and we got really strong and got really fit. And then we were like, one day we were training, we we're like, don't, you know, don't let us forget this feeling. Don't let us forget how we feel right now, how strong we feel, how healthy we feel. And sure enough, within like a fur, like the first month or so, just like the stat said, you know, within the first few months, like we just kind of like little by little started to, you know, fall out. Um, but it's because the mental transformation wasn't there. We were just chasing those, those results. Um, but we weren't taking the time to really dig in into why are we eating this way? Why do we, you know, go back to binging? Why do we go back to, you know, not just having one meal, uh, but having a whole week off, you know? I mean, that's why like, you know, people that get the weight loss surgeries and things like that, that's why they, the doctors kind of, I think they make it mandatory, right? Like it's, you have to go through some sort of counseling or therapy or, so, or at for least the they most part. should because yeah, yeah like not all of them though yeah i mean they, they definitely should because that's you know ask any uh, nutritionist or trainer they will say exactly what justice said right now like it's it's all mental most mm -hmm. of it is mental and a lot of the times if you are overweight or obese um you know you you have an addiction your addiction your drug is food and you have to get to the root of that either through counseling or through therapy or whatever but you know before you or while you're like you know focusing on like your physical working out and dieting you truly have to focus on that mental because it, it's the demons that you have in your closet that are you know the reasons why you are that big and and why you continue to even if you lose weight gain the weight back because you know that's that's what's causing you to be you know the way that you are and you have to really address that um, because yeah, like if you can lose all the weight, I mean, like Jess said, we lost so much weight during different, uh, diets and, and, you know, workout programs and stuff, but little by little, either it, it came back really fast or a little bit over time, it, 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 all, it always has come back. Um, and we've all, you know, at least I think with all the different things that we've kind of thrown ourselves into with like strongman and keto and, you know, running and, and doing, um, like mud runs and do all this stuff like we've kind of gained enough to where we we know now not to let it get to like a point where like like I said at one point I was 260 pounds I'll never let myself get even close to that um, but I'm not where I want to be and like I've, I've let weight come back a little by little but we've at least gotten to that point where we'll never get to where we are when we consider what our extreme weights were um, but we still haven't gotten over the complete hurdle as to addressing the reasons why that we you know self-identify as like like fat people like why we allow ourselves to uh get back to you know to gain weight and to not feel strong and do all that so um it's something that i think everyone has to address when they're when they're on that journey so yeah for sure really quick um what you're talking about with you know the whole weight loss and how you don't take care of the the mental part um you you kind of go back to that whatever you know that addiction that a food that addiction comfort. that comfort i was so funny yesterday i was on tiktok and this lady was telling her story about her sister she had weight loss surgery and um she 
she was experiencing what they call like transferred addiction, which a lot of people that have a weight loss surgery, um, gastric bypass, uh, or, um, lap band or whatever it is, whatever type of weight loss surgery, uh, that people choose. Most of them, I forgot what percentage, I think like 7% actually end up dying from transferred addiction in regards to either opiates or alcohol because mm-hmm. they can't eat anymore. So now they kind of have to transfer that to something else. And yeah. usually it's alcohol um, or or opiates. So they were addicted to food and then they find a new yeah. something to be addicted to. So again, like I was saying, it's and, and these people, were you know, they lost a drastic amounts of weight. Um, and yet they still weren't happy, you know, obviously there was still a void that they needed to fill. And, and so they had to choose something else and they transferred that addiction into, you know, something that, you know, obesity will take you eventually. Um, but alcohol and addiction will probably opiate addiction will take you faster, you know? So, um, it's unfortunate that a lot of these people didn't get, the right and correct treatment before they did the weight loss surgery and i'm not i'm not i'm not sitting here because i've seen people do weight loss surgery and have amazing results and they're living healthy lives and i'm not saying that every single one of them like like i said only seven percent experience that but that's that's still a pretty high percentage um for you know that have died from from transferred addiction and you know it's it's just and i Honestly, obviously, we've, we've never had weight loss surgery, but we have experienced transferred addiction where we went from, you know, one extreme to the other for we, we ate, you know, horrible. And then all of a sudden we're super strict on ourselves. And then now we're, you know, either we're drinking or we're just spending money. Like, you know, it's just you find a way to get that, that, that um that dopamine you know rise of oh this feels good you know and this feels great and this is kind of filling or filling my void or numbing me for a little bit and eventually because that's not sustainable that transferred addiction isn't sustainable then we go back to food you know yeah we will go back to the comfort of food and that's the horrible thing about food is that you just feel like shit after you eat shitty food. Like, well, you know, it's, it's anything. It's like when you drink, you feel yeah, like shit after when you do exactly. drugs, you feel like shit after. Like it, it should, it should kind of like open people's eyes to like that. You would think, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hey, food is a drug. Like it does the same, has the same effects and everything. And, um, I think like kind of to, to, to go with what you were saying about like people that have, that do those surgeries, um, and again, not to knock the people that do, because sometimes those are like kind of a last resort yeah. where it's like, you know, people have like diabetes and other issues um, where they have to get some sort of either, like you said, lap band or gastric or whatever. Um, and, and you have to do it. But I think a lot of the times, and this just comes from my personal experience of family and friends where they don't want to put in the the work you know they don't want to put in that time they want like just give me a pill give me an injection give me a surgery give me something where it's just like i want to be this now i want to be thin or i want to be healthy or whatever and i think what that really does is that because i it truly if especially if you've gone your whole life of being overweight or you have built uh you know just habits of of bad eating and things like that 
it, because it took years and years and years to like strength that like I create and strengthen those habits to what they are now, you can't just flip it and then within like a few months or even a year just be like, okay, it's all gone now. Like I think the the same amount of time or like you know at least a a good portion amount of time it took you to be into this state, you need to kind of reverse that. And I think that's why you know again if you ask any doctor or trainer, they're gonna say no. Like true weight loss, true. Uh, you know, destroying obesity or getting over obesity or getting over addiction to food really takes commitment because it's going to take months and months and months and maybe years and years and years. But you do it a little bit at a time because you you can grow muscle fast. Like you can mm-hmm. lose weight and grow muscle fast. I mean, if you give any trainer a year, they'll transform you. They used to have that like, uh, you know, what was that one that Chris Powell used to do? The uh, transformation, the biggest, not the biggest, the biggest loser. loser? He wasn't on The Biggest Loser. He did the other one oh, where it took a year yeah, for those people to do it. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah. Yeah, if you give any like certified trainer a year, they'll get you in shape. Like, trust me, you will look, you will lose weight and you will gain muscle. However, they, even in that show, they would like take them to counseling and take them to therapists because that right there, it may take more than a year. It may take mm-hmm. a few years. You know, you have to continuously attack that addiction and continuously attack that uh, you know, whatever it was that created those habits that in, in your life. Um, and sometimes it can't just be like overnight, you know, you have to really mm-hmm. put that time into it. Um, yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I remember, I, obviously a lot of us gained a lot of weight during COVID. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, you can't go anywhere. You, you know, you, all gyms are closed and you know, people were scared to be out, and I, I get it. I honestly, I think back on it now, I was, it's just a bunch of excuses, you know. Yeah, I, we, I think I gained the same amount of weight on during COVID, not during COVID. <laughs> to me, it was just like, oh, this is just normal for me. Like, yeah, you know, it was just a bunch of excuses, to be honest with you. But I think people just kind of like, people just, they just kind of threw in the towel, like, well, oh, whatever, you know, we get to be home and enjoy. And if they can blame it on something, people love excuses. We yeah, all love excuses. We all do. This is we why this do. happened. Like, oh, yeah. okay. okay. So, um, but my excuse, um, I, you know, started to gain some weight and it kind of, excuse me, crept up little by little. Uh, but probably within the second year of COVID was when I was like, oh shoot, okay, this is really gained. I'm really starting to gain a lot of weight. But the problem was that um, I was going through a lot of different things uh, within within myself. I was going, um, I was in therapy. I was, you know, just really working through a lot of emotional um, trauma. I was working through a lot of different things. And I gave myself that year. I really did because I couldn't, I couldn't work on the physical part of me because I had done that before and I, and I wasn't getting what I, what I thought I was going to gain from being, you know, quote unquote healthy. Um, so I knew like I needed to tackle the mental part of it. And I, I gave myself a good year where I, I got into therapy um, I was in therapy for about a year. I went in, you know, to counseling. Um, I saw a life coach for a short amount of time. Um, I really went in hard with my uh, with my mental health, and I'm really glad that I gave myself that time because I think now uh, when I when I when I start to um, 
when I start to struggle with the, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of the uh, imposter syndrome. When I, when I see that imposter syndrome trying to rise up again, I can recognize it, you know, quickly and I'm able to tackle, you know, whatever it is, whether it's because I, I don't believe in myself, I'm comparing myself, whatever it might be, I'm able to tackle that and maybe I'll have, you know, two, three days where I'm really down or maybe even a week, but then I get right back up and I'm able to do it again. Before it was like, it would be weeks, months before I can get out of the rut and jump back into my goals. You know, so I'm really hoping that little by little, maybe it's like an hour, maybe it's like, or, or, or okay, maybe it's a day or two where I'm struggling, but then I'm able to, you know, get right back on it again. Um, and then little by little, it's only maybe an hour, maybe half a day, or, or, you know, maybe when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel the greatest. And then, you know, within a few minutes, I'm like, no, just get up, just, mm. just get your ass up. You know what you need to do. Um, so that's, that's the goal. And like you said, it's, it's the dedication and everyone needs to find their why. And I know it's like, you hear that. We hear that all the time from motivational speakers. You hear that, but it's, it really is true. It's like <laughs> Finding I said, your why. Yeah. Like I said, when you wake up and you don't have a purpose, it, mm -hmm. it's your life. That's a famous quote. I know it's from someone like a life without purpose is a life not worth living. Mm -hmm. um, someone famous said that. But um, it, it really is true. And I think that's why we kind of been on this whole, like, we got the whiteboard and do a schedule and we try our best. You even put that note on there, like, this week we're going to dedicate to sticking <laughs> to this schedule as best as possible. Um, because it gives you, like, that motivation, that drive. And kind of with what you were saying, like, where you, when you begin to work on your, your mental health and, and, and just your inner self... Um, the times because you're gonna fall off if you're if you're on a diet right now or a workout regimen or whatever, um, you're you're gonna it's not if but like when because you will fall off everyone everyone does but like I've learned that when we first first started before I knew anything about working anything about dieting when I would like okay uh, I know I must go on a I guess I have to go on a treadmill if you go on a treadmill you're gonna lose weight so I would do that for whatever so many weeks and then I wouldn't do it. And then when I would fall off, I'd fall off for a shoot. Like, man, I haven't been on a Dremel in like two, three months now. And then get back started over. But like the more you continue, the more you're, you build your stamina and you keep pushing forward. Maybe when you fall off the next time, it's like, okay, it was only now two months. And then maybe the next time after that, it's like I only fell off for a month or like a couple of weeks. So like you keep working towards it to where, you know, because the fall offs are always going to continue to happen throughout your life. But like you'll fall off and then the next day you're just like back on it or like that later that day. Like maybe you messed up and like, shoot, I wasn't supposed to have this piece of cake or this pizza or whatever, but I'm going to go for a run tonight because I don't know. I just don't want to feel that anymore. I don't want to have that like gap in between. I get back on my high horse again and like and get back on it. Those times that you fall off and get back up are a lot less far in between. So, yeah. yeah. And I, the, the beauty of, of those fall off moments that I, I think for me, what I've experienced is that I've, I've tried to use them as like learning moments or learning points where normally when I fall off, it's because I'm feeling some kind of way about myself. You know, I'm either doubting myself, I'm not believing in myself, um, or maybe I, I really am tired. Maybe I've just pushed so hard mm -hmm. that I haven't given me get, given myself the time to recover. Those are those good journaling moments. Yeah. Where it's like, what caused this? Wait a minute, what yeah. just triggered this right now? Yeah, Let me write and this it's, down. we have to use even our 
our, you know, fall off moments wisely. We, you have to use those moments to like self-reflect and to reflect and to see within yourself, like why, why? And also to be very honest with yourself because there's people that I, I had a friend, (laughs) she just went into, she was a, she was a big believer in like intuitive eating or whatever. What's um, that? I, I it's just pretty much like only eating when you're hungry, not eating when you're not hungry. That's isn't that, that I, sounds like a plan to me. It's like, right, like I <laughs> <laughs> because really... we we can we, the, the, our mind is so powerful we can tell ourselves we're hungry when you're uh-huh. probably dehydrated. Remember I said like that that fasting guy was just like our brains are or yeah our brains are. Uh, addicted to overeating yeah. because we've been brainwashed that we need three meals a day and if you don't have one yeah i'm starving yeah yeah so this this particular person was very much about intuitive intuitive eating and um you know i i asked her i said well how do you know when you're actually hungry which i don't think any of us really know what that is yeah like true hunger for the, unless you yeah. really freaking you starve yourself went, you start yeah for some reason you were yeah 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 like we don't, for some we're not really, in a situation where you actually starve. we're not hungry you know we're we're really not um well we're not starving yeah. okay we might be hungry and, and whatever it is we think hunger is hmm. um but so i asked her how do you know whether you're hungry or you're just either bored or you're dehydrated or you know or maybe you're just lacking you, some yeah. type of um you know either iron or potassium like you know because when we're lacking because most of us are malnourished, right? So when we're lacking, we our brains like, hey, I need this, and for some reason, we like make that into we translate it into you're hungry, mm. and it's like, no, you're not, <laughs> you're not hungry, you know. So, um, and that's the last thing you want someone to tell you when it's like, oh my god, I'm so hungry, I need yeah. to eat, and they're just like, you just need more calcium. Like, I'm gonna punch you dead <laughs> in the face, sir. I need a freaking cheeseburger. Is what I need. Like, get out of here. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so she went into this whole like intuitive eating and she gained a lot of weight. Like she gained a lot of weight and, you because know. Because she was telling herself she was hungry. Because she was allowing herself, you know, like, oh, okay, well, my body says I'm hungry, so I'm going to eat. The problem with that is that we have no self-discipline and we don't listen to our body and we don't listen to our mind. So, yes, the moments that you okay first of all i just want to say this we're not on here because we're weight loss experts by no freaking means no we are just sharing i'll I'll post a picture of myself right (laughs) now and you can see that i'm not a weight loss expert (laughs) but uh we're just like kind of sharing our experiences but what i realizing that the moment the times that i've taken the time to see as a fall off moment as an opportunity for me to reflect like you said either to journal or go on a walk and just ask myself like why are you being such a fucking lazy ass right now like and and people would be like don't shame yourself like i'm not shaming myself i'm being freaking honest like you have to have some tough luck with yourself because like this particular person that i knew it was all about don't speak badly don't speak bad bad over yourself like i'm not saying to bash yourself and to call yourself yeah. a fat fuck like i'm not saying to say that you're a lazy piece of crap like i'm saying that you need to be brutally honest with yourself yeah, and real. ask yourself what in the hell are you doing 
what are you doing? Is this going to extend your life or not even extend your life? We don't, you know, we don't really, we only have so much control of, you know, how, how long we're going to live. I don't know if you believe in that, but anyways, um, that's another topic but anyways <laughs> you know like people are like your your time is marked like you're you're gonna die on this day or whatever some people live off from that like some people that's make sad. that as an excuse like it doesn't matter i'm gonna i'm gonna die whenever i'm gonna die so i'm gonna enjoy my life and yolo. i'm just gonna you know yeah yolo right so but truth is no i think we do have some control of that <laughs> you know if you, yeah the, i mean i mean you know and yeah granted i understand what you're saying like you you could be the most fittest person and go get a car crash and die. Yeah, like we have no yeah. control. But even I always bring up like uh, Patrick Swayze, where <laughs> dude, where it talks about like how about a guy that was this is gonna physically, go what we're <laughs> yeah, right, physically, <laughs> like mentally, he, he'd like practice like what, what is it like the the Asian thing where like you move very slowly. And, oh, like, I forgot what that I is, forgot. but it's like he was probably. The most centered man, you know, it's like, like the art of martial arts, he, or whatever, like he just studied all this, like calming and meditation, all this stuff. And obviously, he was physically fit. If you don't know that, go watch freaking Roadhouse and you'll see. But yeah, and then Patrick says he what he gets cancer and dies. Like, dude, I know. like come on, so, I know, but I think, I mean, that, yeah, so but anyways, don't, don't were, let that deter you. You like, keep working shit on my point, you shit on my point. But what I'm trying to say is that. We have to be honest with your with with ourselves, and we have yeah. to use some tough love. And people are just people are soft nowadays. It's just like, don't speak that over yourself. Like I'm not trying to speak anything over myself. I am trying to use whatever I can to motivate me to stop making excuses. Exactly, and that's the only way around it. Because you know? there's like there's always the extreme sides of everything, and there's this whole thing, you know, like where. You have like the, the the plus weight models where it's like big is beautiful. Look at if you if you look at yourself and you are overweight, but you really look at yourself and like I am beautiful or I am handsome and I feel good. Power to you. It's all about feeling good. Now you again, but you can be honest with yourself and be like, I could probably lose some weight. I should be healthier because it's not about the weight. Again, even myself so right now, how many how much do you weigh or your weight? It's about the health like. What is your blood pressure at? What's your cholesterol at? If you are that big, you probably don't have ideal metrics when it comes right. to your stuff. So that that's the more important thing to focus on. And honestly, like we like the reason why Jess is saying what she's saying and why we have this kind of like, you know, F like this whole like, oh, you can't body shame yourself. Like, no, you have to be brutally honest with yourself is because just go listen to any one of like Andy Frisella's <laughs> podcast or better yet, go listen to any uh, interview of David Goggins, or better yet, be, read his books. There's no pretty And words. he literally, those guys are just like, yeah, no sugarcoat, nothing, all right? If you're fat, you're fat. Go lose weight. <laughs> if you're lazy, get up and go do something. If you're this, go do... They, they, they're just like... Because we do live in a society where it's just like, oh, you can't say that. Don't tell them that. You're going to hurt well, their being feelings. Well, unhealthy like, has been glamorized now. Yeah, and because... I'm not saying, like, there's... There is so many beautiful women. There's so many beautiful, you know, people and and individuals that yes, honestly, they rock outfits better than I do, and they're they're very much overweight and obese, and and they they have a lot to offer. I'm not saying that they are not in any way, you know, any less valuable than I am, or that somebody How that's someone looks, super yeah. healthy. Like Nothing no, to do with it. again, there's um there's a girl that I used to follow back in the day on Instagram. 
and she was very overweight, but she had her blood pressure was on point. Yeah, I mean, you she, might have she had some no, of those people. She had yeah. no, she didn't have high cholesterol. She didn't have, um, she didn't, she wasn't diabetic. She was completely 100% healthy. She yeah. ate really good. She just, I mean, she overate. I don't know, but her, her vitals were just on point. Okay. Yeah. I have high cholesterol. I have high blood pressure. And I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm considered overweight and obese, but I, people look at me and they don't look, they don't see like, oh my God, girl, you better do something about that weight, you know, but I have health issues, you know? Yeah. So I know that I can't let myself get to a point where there's no way back, you know? So, so yeah, I'm not in any way trying to shame anyone that is, you know, it just, bigger than I am or or whatever. Um I'm just saying that it's been glamorized to the point where it's almost become like there's just this delusion of like I'm okay and I'm you know I'm I'm not going to let anyone tell me what to do. I'm not going to let anyone tell me what life. to do, which no one should tell anyone what to do. Of course. Yeah, it's not it's someone else. It should be you yourself saying yes. like let's do this for me. But let's exactly. be healthy for me. But this is what I've set for myself where I'm no longer going to sit here and have this, you know, just denial about where my health is. Um, because I think there's, there's positive, you know, <clears throat> positive ways of speaking over yourself. Yes, there is. But then there's also delusion and denial, you know, and those two things can really yeah. take you down a whole other road and you can get to a point. And I'm not just talking about food. Or, you know, being overweight, I'm talking about any form of um, addiction that can be developed, you know. So, yes, we can all sit here and speak pretty words to ourselves and, you know, whatever. But reality is that if you don't feel good and, you know, if you're not feeling the way that you know. If you can't go out for a walk, then there, there has to be something wrong. You know, like if you can't walk... Uh, you know, whatever, maybe a half a mile and not feel like you're dying. Like that, that yeah. something, yeah, your body's trying to tell you something. So yeah. And yeah. About the whole thing of like, just being brutally honest with yourself. Like just said, you don't, you know, definitely don't stand in front of the mirror and just be like, you're just a fat piece of shit. Like, no, y you have to be able, like people say, you need to be able to take constructive criticism. And that's not just from others. That's from yourself too. And when you're brutally honest with yourself, it is a matter of looking yourself in the mirror and telling yourself, like, I'm better than this. Like, I'm better and I'm stronger than my addictions, than my desires for, for food and, and mm -hmm. being lazy. I'm more than that. Like, enough is enough. And you deserve better. Yeah, exactly. Because, I, and I can easily tell you that you have to have control of that because, like, what I was just telling just the other day is, like, I really have begun to more and more understand like throughout my whole life of like dieting and trying to work out I've always been just super hard on myself to where I can do good for months and months and months but as soon as I start doing bad it like I just fall back into like well see there you are that's that's the real Derek like I'm I'm just waiting for that fall off I'm waiting to just like gain weight back or, or not continue to work out like and I don't, like, give myself credit for what I have achieved. Mm -hmm. And that could even be for, for anything and anything and everything. Like, I'm, you know, and I, that's a lot of people. We're very hard on ourselves. So, like, you do have to find the balance of being able to be brutally honest and say enough's enough. 
that's that's unacceptable. We can't continue to do this. But then also be able to be like, hey, you got to the gym today. Good job. Hey, you you kept your diet for this week. Good job. Like, you know, we don't I know, again, personally, I don't I can't find that balance a lot of the times. I'm I'm just an extreme person. I go very, very hard. And if I'm not going that super hard, then I guess I'm just not doing anything. Like me, we Jess even said the other day, like, if we go to the gym. And unless we get out of there and like we're freaking baby baby horsing it back to the car where our <laughs> legs don't work, we're just like oh, that. That wasn't even a good session. Then we why did we even come? And it's like we don't say like, dang, we really didn't want to go to the gym today, but we got in there and at least did forty five minutes. We didn't do our normal hour and a half. But we got the forty five in. Good job, like you know. So you just have to really find that balance. But yeah, we the only reason we brought this brought this up is just because. Uh, we've been saying it and again just from hearing guys like Goggins and 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 Frisella where people are just too light and it's become just accepted like you can it's okay like it's okay to not you know you shouldn't tell people anything like they should be able to just let them live you know how they want to live and blah blah blah, which that could go into a completely whole other different topic of living how you want to live and like not having there's no consequences to it like no there's consequences to everything and people just have to be held accountable like you have to be held accountable to your own actions and and, and what's going to come from that so. yeah and that's that's something that we learned with 75 hard is just accountability um you know and that's and also being just honest with yourself but you know with 75 hard it's like no one andy frisella ain't calling you and be like hey did you get your workout in today Hey, what about you know? What about your reading? What well, about? If you have the seventy-five app. He has that where he crosses yeah. this, that little picture of him. Like, <laughs> but did I you mean, do your stuff? But even today? in that, you can lie. Yeah, you can just be you like, no, lie. I did. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, but, and there was another. Uh, my best friend was doing it with us, and she was like, yeah, there was times where I really just like. I just wanted to eat something or, or have a drink because you can't drink for 75 days, right? And she was just like, and I just was like, I'm not going to tell anyone. She's like, but I couldn't do it. And it's true. Like, and that's the thing. That's that internal voice that, that tells you like you can either do it right and be, you know, completely honest with yourself or you can just cheat yourself out of this, yeah. you know, this whole thing. It's called a bitch voice as it's, he puts it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so that's one thing that we we learned with 75 Heart was the accountability, the structure, and just holding yourself, you know, accountable and being brutally honest with yourself. Um, But I want to go back really quick to, you know, ultimately, ultimately what everything we've just talked about today and, and right now is just taking control taking control of yourself, of the things that you do have control of, because there's a lot of things that are out of your control. Take control of what you can, what you, what you, the changes that you can make in in your life that are going to not just affect your, you know, your hour, your day, your tomorrow, but for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And also affect your children because now they see, they see all like mom and dad are doing this, you know, and when our it is so I hate, but it's so true. When we, you know, when we are being super active and healthy, um, our kids are just like, hey, mom, like, uh, our our little one, our youngest, you know, he'll go on the Peloton bike and you know he'll he'll ride his bike, and our middle one too, and our oldest, you know, he's motivated by seeing us, you know, be healthier also. So, yes, and you know, unfortunately, people are watching you, and yeah. people are, um you know 
learning from you, especially our children. And and that was a serious, sorry, that really quick. That yeah. was a serious talk that we had as to like <clears throat> our motivations as to why we're doing it. Like, okay, we wanted to lose weight. We want to look better. But like, it, you know, the older you get and then when you uh, are a parent, it really hits you. And, I, and it didn't even hit us right when we had our kids. Like this just barely hit us in the last couple of years. And our kids, youngest is, is 12. But it really hit us like, we're not just trying to get healthy for ourselves. We're really getting healthy for our kids mm-hmm. because, like we've mentioned, we have two special needs boys. And like any parent, you always worry about your kids and like, you know, but like you, you know, like they're going to grow up and they're going to, you know, however long it takes them, or whatever stumbles they have, they're going to become adults and they're going to be able to take care of themselves and they're going to have their own lives and they're going to leave and you've done your part, you know, to raise them. But as a special needs parent, in the back of your mind, it never goes away. Like, yes, things happen, miracles happen, science, technology gets better, and maybe something's going to come along in my lifetime where they're going to have a cure for autism or they're going to have something to where they're going to get our kids to be, you know, normal or fully functioning, as they say. And, um, you know, or even get our middle child who's nonverbal to be able to speak and, you know, and tell people what he wants or how he's feeling and things like that so that he can maybe be able to take care of himself, um, you know, as when he gets older. But until that happens, it's always in the back of mind and Jess's head, like someone will need to take care of our son or both of our sons once we are gone. And who is that going to be? Like, you know, what burden are we going to put that, you know, a burden we're going to put on another person? Um, you know, so that's always like, we need to get healthy and try to live as long. If I can live past a hundred, if I can live 110, Hey, I'm going to be here to, to help my, my son. And not in the just world. live, but have a good quality exactly. of life. It's one thing to be 80 or one thing to even be like in your fifties and not be able, like Jess said, to walk around the block. Like then what's the point? You might as well yeah. just be in your nineties and just be ready to die. Yeah. Cause you so, can be in your eighties or nineties and then you're just a burden people. on someone else. You yeah. Know? And but, I'm not trying, trying to be disrespectful. I'm just saying that there you can you can even be in your 60s and you can be, be a, a burden, burden on yeah. someone else you then know there's like so, people that are really fit like into their 80s yeah. and 90s you know so yeah yeah that's that's been a kind of a motivation for us too and that's been a really big game changer as to like you know before it's like oh if i fell off like i feel guilty but now it's just like if i fall off and then i look into my kid's eyes it's like man i'm really letting you down right here so you yeah. know but you know find your motivation if maybe say you're not a parent you know, find whatever your motivation is. Who are you living for? If it isn't yourself, then who or what are you living for? And who should you be healthy for? So, yeah. So, um, before we close off, I want to share something. I went on a walk this morning and, uh, we go down this same, same streets every day. And today my hubby's sick, so he couldn't go with me. So I went by myself and I went down the street and they're building this house. And the other day when we were walking, I don't know if you remember, you were like, man, I'm, I'm really invested in this house. Like, I really want to see it grow, you know? Yeah. And I thought about it today, you know, walking by. And I thought about what you said and, and you know, like how you're really invested in this house. And I thought, like, how many of us are invested in what other people are doing? How many pe- How many of us are invested in, you know, seeing somebody else's, like, progress and seeing somebody else's growth? Um, but we're not invested in our own journey. We're not invested in ourselves, you know? And I thought... And I'm not, I'm not saying like what you said was, you know, I know, I know we were talking about the house, but I thought, you know, what if we would have changed it to saying, man, I'm, I'm really invested in my walks and I want, you know, and that will allow me to see 
how much this house is going to to grow and to build, you know? So it was a reminder for me today to be invested in yourself. And I know that sounds selfish and people will say like, you know, whatever, like self-centered. Um, but if you know, kind of like, if you know, you know, like be invested in yourself, <clears throat> be invested in your own journey and your own walk and use those things uh, along the road as motivation, but not as your focus and your goal. You know, because everyone's growth is going to look different. Everyone's journey is going to look different, especially weight loss journey. It's just always going to look different. Our bodies are different. Our, our DNA is different. You know, our metabolisms are different. Like everything's different. So remember to stay focused in your journey and don't worry about, you know, the outside. Take control of what you, what you can control. Um, what is, you know, what's you're responsible for. You're not responsible for somebody else's journey. So, and that's something that Derek and I have learned that, you know, even though we try to go off of each other, we still like, we know in the end, I can't tell Derek what to eat and he can't tell me what to eat, you know? But you um, do. <laughs> <laughs> I try to remind you of the goals that we've set for ourselves, you know? But in the end, you know, there's been times where, I remember like you were at work and for some reason I went on this whole week where for, I mean, on this whole like month, God, I don't honestly, it might've been longer than that. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I would get like a happy meal every day after the gym. <laughs> like why? And I, I don't remember that month. No, it was, it was a while. And I remember like thinking like, well, it's not that bad. It's just a happy meal. <clears throat> and then it's, you know, it's after I'm going to the gym. So it's not that bad. But then, it's just like, why would I do that? Like, why, you know, but Derek wasn't there to tell me, like, you know, you shouldn't do that. Like, I had to make that choice for myself where I, like, sit down and really, like, you know, talk to myself, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, one, why are you spending that money? And two, like, though, literally, you just went to the gym. Like, especially McDonald's. Oh, such God, it's so bomb, though. But it's just straight poison. <laughs> it's <right>? just so <laughs> but good. It is, it is good, though. That's my guilty pleasure. Well, like, it's like I always... That's just my guilty pleasure, like, for sure. <laughs> like, I confess to you that time, all the years that I would be on the road working, I would always stop and get, like, the worst stuff at, like, AMP and, like, chicken yeah. sandwiches and cookies and stuff. So, yeah, like, we have our, our things, but it's, like you're saying... You weren't there to tell me not to do it. Yeah. Just like I wasn't there to tell you not to get the Happy Meals. But you have to just be accountable for yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, like, no, you're not going to do this. So, Yeah, be invested <clears throat> in yourself. Um, don't worry about anybody else's journey. You know, it's just we're, you know, comparison is is, is a thief. And it, it'll it'll just distract you yeah. from what you from when you're set to do from your journey and have those moments of honesty with yourself. You know, that's what we have, we've had to learn. And we're just, like we said, we're still on this road and we're still learning and growing. And I just know that I, I don't, I will never throw in the towel. Like, yeah. there's just no way. Once you taste healthy, nothing tastes better. Yeah. The whole thing, like you said <laughs> earlier about like, <clears throat> once you know, because we, we've said that to each other where it's like, we've done so much stuff. Like we've had really good trainers in our lives. So they've taught us like, not only just like different workouts, but like how to work out, when to work out, what to work out right after you do this, then do this. And then the recovery and like, so everything when it comes to like working out, we feel we have a really good knowledge base. Same thing with like the food. Like we, we, we've done everything or we've 
a good amount of different diets. So like we know about like macros and like what turns into sugar once it goes into your body and like how to eat, when to eat, all this stuff. So when you when we don't do it or when we eat something bad, it's like a hundred times worse because it's like, man, I know what yeah. this is going to do. Because I mean, and I didn't really think I knew a lot, but then we would talk to some people and it's like we stuff that we thought was like common sense, like, oh yeah, well, you know, like someone would be like, ah, yeah, I'm cutting out sugar. Okay, I'm gonna make a sandwich. Mm, okay, well, you know, are you how much how much carbs are you allowing yourself? Well, why? Well, because <laughs> carbs is sugar. Like it'll turn into sugar. Well, what do you mean? Like, oh, oh, okay, you didn't you didn't know this? Or like they would ask, like, what's the difference between like proteins, fats, and carbs? Like, oh, what do you mean? What's the difference? They're completely different. They do different things altogether. So it's like there's a lot of stuff that you know people don't know. But once you know it, it just it sucks because it's like dang. You know exactly when you sit down to a meal. Like you can eyeball a meal because we you had we're doing macro counting, or we did it a lot for seventy five hard. You can eyeball a meal and be like, yeah, I know how many grams of carbs that is, how many grams of, of protein that is, and you know whether or not you're getting enough or you're overdoing it. So that when you like not really or you're trying to not be strict on yourself or at least be conscious of it, it's like oh man, it, it yeah. pops up in the back of your head. And so. that's that's the thing. Uh, one last thing is that you know. When you, um, when you have that knowledge and then you're not applying it, it it leaves too much room for shame. Like yeah. it really does because then you're just shaming yourself and then you're just telling yourself like, oh my gosh, you know better and what are you doing? And here you go. Like, you know, you <clears throat> talked about that, like, you know, yeah. the things that you struggle with and it's really, it's, it's just shame because you do know better, you know, and I'm not sitting here saying that you shouldn't give yourself some, some, some grace and some wiggle room, but know that there is no other way around it you have to follow what you know and you can't ignore and pretend that you can do something completely different and and get the results that you're waiting for you're wishing for you know um there's just just no way around it like it's it just it takes work so anyways I i really do need that lady from game of thrones to like with the bell like shame oh my god like anytime i have a bad meal i need her to stand behind me and like walk around me telling you're me not, I'm shame. No. Yeah, that that would probably help. Well, and which kind of leads me before <laughs> we is, leave. Do not. That is not good advice. Well, no, that no, no. Is, oh. Which I wanted it to segue <laughs> to my last thing I wanted to say is because I do need structure. And if you're someone like me that does need structure, because we did mention it earlier, we've been mentioning it throughout the podcast. Um, this episode is seventy five hard. Like, if you never heard of it, definitely go look it up. Um, it's a really good, again, it's not a weight loss program. It's a mental toughness program. You'll understand what I mean when you like read into it. Um, but like if you're someone that really does thrive on structure, it's, it's an exact thing, same thing you do every day for 75 days, but it does use it as a catalyst. Like I said, like I said earlier, if you use it as a catalyst, it'll really, it should get you to like, after the fact, be able to like you know, maintain a, a normal workout regimen, a normal diet, and it's not so hard as to just jumping into it like cold turkey. Um, but yeah, definitely look into it. it. It is it is hard. It is definitely hard, but it's worth it. It does so. live up to its name for sure. It's, yeah, it is seventy five days of a freaking hell. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, but it 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 does it does build just this um this uh, go getter type of mentality. And no excuses type yeah. of mentality, but you know, I I mean, now that we're we've been off of it for a few months now, I know that this the second time around 
we are going to do it again. We tried doing it. Um, I don't think where I was where I should have been mentally. Um, yeah, that's an excuse. I know it is, but I, I really wasn't. I, I knew that I was mentally not ready for it. But for the second round, I, I think I'm just going to take a completely different approach on it. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to focus on the weight loss. I really am just going to focus on building that callus mentally where, you know, I, I'm, I'm really going to hone in on the things that I, I want to see, um, within myself as a person, not physically. So, which you should, I mean, that's, that's probably more of why the program was designed in the first place is to change because we did, I know we didn't talk about it, man, we already, this is really long, but we went when we did seventy five hard. We went through a lot of different changes. Like we, oh, like oh week to week, man. it changed. Like, like yeah. the things that we went through and the 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 things that we shed. Um, that was right in the middle where you decided to like you know leave your job and and you know we 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 kind of went through some changes with friendships and relationships and whatnot. Um, so it, it does like you don't realize the mental toughness and the clarity that you gain within those 75 days. Uh, so if you guys are thinking about it or have heard about it, kind of curious, I would say um, get the book, read the book. Not the best written. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, very, Andy Frisella, but very simple. But it's very simple. But it's you know it, he he gets to the point. He gets to the point and and and. And he talks about the program and he, you know, you learn a little bit more about him, why he is the way he is. But um, it really makes you realize, like, there is no reason why you can't aim to be the highest, the highest version of yourself. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah, because there's, there's been some people that, like, you know, maybe started it and were just like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to make my own kind of regimen and I'm going to follow that and, and, you know, I'm going to lose weight. And then they go on and they do that and that's perfectly fine. But again, really, if you're someone that's kind of, I mean, if you're looking to lose weight and, and get healthy, you know, it will, like I said, that's a positive result that comes from mm-hmm. it. But if you're really just looking to get into the root of ultimately changing your way of viewing yourself, viewing those around you, viewing the world, having a much more dedicated you know tougher um outer shell uh you know when it comes to just like facing the world like that's something that i think 75 hard gives you because it's not so much just like how much weight can you lose how much muscle can you gain like can you commit to this when when everyone else is telling you that's too extreme that's dumb that's you know you don't have to do all that that's that's a waste can you finish something and then when you do it really truly does change you so um, we 100%, you know, support and, and com- or, um, endorse, I yeah. guess, 75 hard. And but. it's like I tell people when they ask me about it, like, <clears throat> oh, that's just too crazy. I'm like, you know what? Anyone can do it, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. And and it's just as simple as that. It's all yeah. about whether you want to truly commit to um, challenging yourself, yeah. you know, just it's really what it is. So yeah. uh, we just want to thank you guys. Uh, again, we apologize. This was a long one, yes. but it's it ended up being longer than the <laughs> other episodes. That, and we said we didn't want to be like I said, it's something we're really passionate about. But and we still um, didn't talk about everything like I know I gone through. We kind of just like... went through a little rant. We're a little it's, it's been a weird week, but uh, we're just grateful that you guys uh, made it this far. And we thank you for for listening 
And yeah, we hope you guys enjoy your day and uh, looking forward to hearing some feedback from you guys. Make sure you guys yeah, follow drop us some on comments Instagram. On there. We'd love to hear some comments, what you guys yeah. think. Let us know if you guys have uh, done 75 or heard about it or whatever, you know, workout regimens and programs that you've done, what's worked, what's not. We'd love to yeah, get some feedback Yeah, let us know what it. you agree with or disagree with, honestly. Like, yeah, we're all sure. about brutal honesty. It's fine with us. We're not going to get our feelings hurt. Um, so make sure you follow us on Instagram and yeah, thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. We'll see you later. Bye.